Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. We consider the research, talk to experts, and share our takes on what we're all learning about breadwinning. I'm Jennifer Owens. I write about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And on most days, I'm joined by my co-host, Raquel Ellison. On this episode of The Breadwinners, I'm joined by Claire Wasserman. Claire is founder of Ladies Get Paid, a global community that champions the professional and financial advancement of women. She's host of John Hancock's podcast, Friends Who Talk About Money, and is author of the new book, Ladies Get Paid, The Ultimate Guide to Breaking Barriers, Owning Your Worth, and Taking Command of Your Career. All of which is to say, welcome, Claire. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you. I mean, I'm excited to have you on. <laughs> you want to learn how to get paid. That's what this yeah, is. That's yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it's all coming down to. So, and I, I was saying uh, that, you know, at the breadwinners, we typically start with a stat and we know way too much about the gender wage gap, funding for women-led startups. I was reading a new stat about the amount of lending that go to women for home buying. It's real sad. So I thought we'd flip it and let's just talk about getting paid as in ladies get paid. What is it? What are you building? How do I get on? I mean, how do we get in on it? (laughs) Tell me. You got it. Yeah. So Ladies Get Paid is an educational platform. We teach women how to level up professionally and financially. We do that through webinars. We do meetups, of course, now all virtually. We also have a conference every year. We had over a thousand women come, which is basically ladies get paid in a day. (laughs) All of our programming in a day, although we've got some advocacy and activism thrown in there because, you know, to your point earlier about all these statistics, I mean, it's structural. It's structural. So how do you, you know, how do you make change as an individual when it's something that's so Right, when you're facing a bank. Yeah. yeah. And you're and then, facing an employer and you're facing a whatever. Yes. Yeah. And and the last thing that we do, which I think is maybe the most special part about us, is we have an enormous Slack group. That is how we have built our community. That is how we have over 75,000 women from all 50 states and more than 120 countries. They're basically crowdsourcing career advice, yeah. right? We've got different channels, jobs, of course, of course, salary negotiation, legal, legal. So you come in, you have a question, you need some guidance, and people will share their stories. So in a way, it's kind of like, I mean, it's peer-to-peer. And then for right. us, we're teaching the webinars, we're putting them into a video library. Those are the experts. But I just right. think there is so much power in in hearing from other people who've maybe come before you and, you know, quite frankly, are still right. maybe figuring it out themselves as as we all are. Well, you know, that uh, a million years ago when I was doing the Working Mother Best Companies, the issue of, and it's an issue from, it dates back to time immemorial, but it was, it was raising itself up during the Obama administration was wage transparency Mm -hmm. and the issues of the Lilly Ledbetter Act. And then we need to get the Paycheck Fairness Act passed and, and all that. But I think at its core, the whole point is you don't know you're not getting paid if you don't know what others are getting paid, I exactly. think, you know, our ability to share these stories makes us all stronger. The thing I always remind women is make sure you're not only talking to other women, because if we are all being underpaid, that yes. is not a helpful benchmark. So talk to white <laughs> men. Those are the ones who get paid the most. And anyway, it can be a little bit of like a social experiment, right? Like, do you see patterns in the way right. the, the men and women in your life get paid? And even if you feel like you are being 
paid fairly or even overpaid sometimes, that does not mean there are other people who aren't suffering, right? So it's, you right. know, then maybe it's the next step of like, how do I use my privilege to help others? Well, and that aspect of compensation isn't necessarily just cash. You want to know all the ways that you can be, and, and it can be cash in the terms of equity and shares and all that sort of jazz, but also in the the benefits and the accommodations, anything that you've asked for. Let's let's find out what you got so I can think I might want to ask for it. Correct. Please email everybody listening full compensation, full comp. <laughs> that will give you a list of all the things that bring you value, but maybe don't cost the company much money. I think the best one is career development because what you use that you learn from taking a class or going to a conference, you can leverage that for your next job. So it's kind of like, true. you know, let yep. your current employer pay for you to help get you another job. Well, I completely agree because, you know, you're, you're just filling your luggage that you rolly bag and you're taking it with you and wherever you go. What do you think? I think a lot. I don't know about the men because I, I am one of those people who end up only talking to women. But the we're going to give you a title bump and no cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's often a chit the way that, you know, they'll offer you that. What's what's the ladies get paid take on that? Yeah, this happens a lot. I mean. Listen, even though I stand, you know, I'm all yeah. about getting women paid, money does not buy happiness and it is only one factor. What? In- <laughs> I know, I know. It's shocking. Actually, I'm pretty happy right now as we're starting to make more money. Uh, so just kidding. No, but like your job and how much you're paid, I mean, that just is one factor into your life satisfaction, right? So yeah. if you decide, you know what, getting a title title bump, even if they can't give me more money, perhaps, that will look really great on my resume. It will give me skills that I can, again, leverage for the next job. So it's not to say that just because they can't give you more money, you should say to them, right. screw, screw you, right? That being said, I, you know, I think a lot of women maybe don't get raises or don't get the money, not because they don't ask, but because they don't have a follow-up when they're told no. So to me, right. a no is a not yet. So then your next question is, it's always should be why. So get more information from them. Maybe have, you know, knowing that this is a possibility that they could give you a title bump without the pay bump. Do you have some market research already, you know, prepared for that? Mm -hmm. And also, by the way, you don't have to do this in one meeting. You can always say, for sure, thanks for the information. It's a major life decision for me. I need to contemplate on it. Again, thank you, right? I'm excited about this. So, you know, don't make them think you're about to leave unless you are. And you want to leverage that, which is a whole other conversation. But, you know, take some time and then come back with them, you know, with with the stats, you know, the market research you found, and then knowing that they may still say no, then I think the next step is, can we discuss this in six months? And then you put a date on the calendar for three months to check in. So again, it's it's not like, nice. you know, oh, that's too uh, bad. Goodbye. It's like, you've got to get right. them to budge on something. And then, of course, always bring up full compensation again and have some other stuff in mind that you want For because sure. there, there does need to be a concession on their end. Right. I, I've also often thought, you know, the especially as you move up the ladder, you start to get hired laterally more often than you do when you're starting your career. Where, you know, I'll jump from, you know, assistant editor to editor. You know, that kind of stuff it starts to, they want to know that you were in charge of the budget before we bring you over to be in charge of this P&L over here. It, it's just, it's so the title can do you some good. Not that I'm ever for not, you know, never say no to the money. Right, right. If they offer it to you, you you should take it. And Always. you should ask yeah. if they don't bring it up. Yeah. Totally. 
Well, tell me, so how does this all lead into the book? Tell me about the book. Good question. Okay, so the book is, so I follow the lives of nine real women. And yes, they are real. I do not change a single detail except for some names. And each of them is going through some kind of professional challenge. Everything from, I don't know what I want to do with my life, you know, sort of the existential crisis to, okay, I have a sense of what I want to do, but I don't know. I don't have a big network. All right. Let's get you into the door, interviewing, negotiating, setting yourself up for success, right? Making sure you don't burn out all the way up through getting into the C-suite if that's what you want to do. But the structure is really interesting because as I tell their story, I stop along the way and I give advice. So it's kind of like I'm career coaching them, but of course, listen in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I'm kind of career coaching you because these women have already lived their life and have gone through this. But you know, it's part toolkit, it's part narrative. I just think these women are so compelling. And at the end of the book, and this is the part I really like, it's more about how do you affect change at your company and how do you affect change in the law and to the you know what we were talking about earlier. Systemic, right? So if we know that paid family leave, or I guess I should say the lack thereof, if that is a factor in why a lot of women either drop out of the workforce or get kind of stuck at middle management, knowing that having a better paid family leave policy, I would have been really, I mean, for me not to mention it and to give people the tools for how to accomplish that at their workplace is... I'm not really helping people. I mean, maybe I'm helping you individually get a raise, but mm-hmm. I, I want everybody to walk away with this book and go, okay, I may not have a lot of power and leverage at my job, but here are some steps I can take to making the case for better policies that can support women. And the same thing for lobbying elected officials, right? So what are a number of policies that support all women, particularly women who receive middle, you know, minimum wage or who are suffering in, in poverty, what can you do right. to to help close those gaps? Because ultimately, that's the real problem. You really don't think it. And I speak personally, but also from doing working mother for a decade. You don't think of these problems until all of a sudden it's you. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. think any of us start our first job thinking, what is the maternity leave policy here? Because we're kind of young and we're, it's probably not going to hit us for, you know, just at the moment that we're going to become managers. That's about the time we all start committing and thinking about families and, and the like. And it's such a gift to the next generation before they need to know about these topics, to be aware of these topics. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you know, I, you don't have to dig into every page of your HR manual if that's not your jam right now, but just to be aware that you should be on the lookout for this and as your life gets more com- completely. Confusing. Yeah. And yeah. and the woman, you know, her name's Sarah. She, it wasn't until she became a parent that she yeah. realized, wow, I should really start working on this. And, you know, spoiler alert, she's able to change the, the paid family leave policy at her company. And not only that, it inspired, or I guess it, it sort of motivated a competitor company to do the same. <laughs> now, always- but she's from it. Good. That's the yeah. thing. It's like she had to go through some bullshit before she, she did, right. could do anything. And the last thing I want to mention about her, because, you know, for those listening who are like, you know what? I'm already underpaid and overexhausted. You're telling right. me I have to do more work here? She did something really interesting, which is she ultimately pitched her work on both the parental employee resource group that she created, as well as her paid family leave activism, or I guess I should say act- advocacy. 
she pitched to her boss as something that should be included into her annual review, as well as wow. dedicating, yeah, as well as dedicating a percentage of her work moving forward. So saying, listen, I help the yeah. company. There is ROI on this, right? Like you can make the case that this will help retain talent. This will help attract quality candidates to your company. You should absolutely be compensated. And whether that's a bonus or more of a raise, again, dedicating hours, right? So knowing that it's not like you have your full-time job and that helping the company is your side hustle. I mean, I, I, that is a concern. Yep. There's so much unpaid labor that women already do I at their job. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it, that was really hard. They hand these committees to, you know, the, the employees to do as if like, you know, but evidently you'll want to make the company better. And you do. That is so savvy. Ooh, mm -hmm. I, I have never thought of that before. And that is really savvy is to say, you know, essentially compensate me. Mm -hmm. But because I would say she's the first person I've ever heard to do that. Usually as someone who has run committees like that yeah. for employees. Now I'm thinking back to dang. <laughs> See, that's a story I needed to know. So I knew to ask and say, hey, this committee I'm doing on on flexible work policies, let's make that part of the successful delivery of that program, which I did. Thank you very much. Now, what do I get? Yeah. Because I'm benefiting you. That is savvy. And I anything, like it. Anything that you do at work that, ha that a, you can qualify and quantify yeah. and that has some positive result for the company you can make the case, whether it is starting or participating in, you know, an ERG or whatever. I mean, it doesn't need to be huge. But just yeah. keep in mind, anything that you do that positively impacts the company is helping their bottom line. And yeah, it's positively, you know, impacting the company. So at the it's end of the good. day, that's what they care about. That's what they right. care about. Well, I like, so you're, you're, I, I love your subhead. I love a good subhead. But uh, the, that, that's the thing. You're breaking barriers, owning your worth taking command of your career. That story really brings it all together. I love it. Thanks. Thanks. It's, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's easy. Oh, maybe it's not easy, but you know, you write 220 pages and then they're like, can you put this in one sentence? <laughs> like there's a reason I don't tweet. I can't. I can't uh, do it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it took me 320 pages to say my sentence and now you, <laughs> <laughs> totally. you know, like if it needed, you know, if I could have done it in 150, I would have considered doing it there, but I did not. And now you make me make a subhead. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so on the straight up earning and our finances. So this is one of those canards that like women don't like money or something. I, I don't know. What is it that we don't that we don't like our personal finances and we don't pay attention? I, I find it very offensive. <laughs> I, it's interesting. I have thought about this a lot in, you know, starting Ladies Get Paid, really focusing on salary negotiation. I was yeah. worried that it would seem like I'm making this assumption that women don't negotiate. Yes, there is research out there that says that. There's also research that says they do. They're just not getting it. Yeah. But I, I did want to make it clear to folks, like just because I'm teaching women how to, you know, believe in themselves and ask for their worth, it's not me assuming that they don't already do that. Right. I just want to make sure. Okay. So putting that aside, first of all, there's a couple of layers here. One, money is pretty taboo in our society anyway. Mm -hmm. Two, financial literacy. We don't have much of it. Nobody does, right? Yep. High school, college, they should be teaching this. I'm like, God, <laughs> yes. can somebody else do this and not me? Thanks. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then the third part is, you know, women couldn't get credit cards until what? Like 1974? So yeah. that's yeah. not that long ago. 
in terms of how long women have been around, you know? So, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of stuff going on here. And then you can't be what you can't see, right? So if you see that a lot of people in finance, they look like men, right? They're kind of bro Or you see people, you know, at the top of these companies, they don't look like you, right? It's hard to imagine yourself like that. Think about the people right. who have the most wealth, right? If they have the list of like the most wealthy people in this world. Most of the women on there inherited their wealth. Yes. So there's also sure. there's also that dynamic. So part of this, you know, is how we're socialized. Yeah, a lot of the men too, you know, they inherited too. But fair yes. enough. <laughs> you know, fair enough. You know, I'm also just really glad to see that, you know, Mackenzie Bezos and Lauren Powell Jobs, like they're also the ones giving away their money. Yeah. Recasting all of philanthropy the mm-hmm. way they're doing it. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff at play there. I don't want to fault women ever. Yeah. That being said, you know, there is research out there that says a lot of women do defer to the men to handle finances. They may be the one who has the purchasing power. I believe that I think women make make the big financial decisions yeah. in their family. I think women may even be tracking the money, but the financial future of the family, like maybe retirement or investing, that kind of stuff, a lot of times men do take that on. Especially mm-hmm. if more men are employed than what you know. If if women are staying home in the field, yeah. yeah. So it's like they're they're bringing in the paycheck. So there there's a lot of social baggage there. And then again, the financial literacy part. Something I hear from a lot of women in my community is the concern of looking greedy or feeling greedy. Right? This expression mm. like you know money is what like a necessary evil. Like there's a lot of language around money that, yeah, that you're kind of feel. patting yourself like I'm not one of them. Right. You know? And it's kind of like icky and and I think men are given more of a pass like they equate their self-worth with their net worth, which is mm-hmm. a problem also. Which is a problem right. also, right? So I, you know, I I have a lot of empathy for them and the pressure that they may feel to provide. But there's just baggage in general on money that I see. So I happen to be focusing on women. That doesn't mean somebody else can't do something with men. But yeah, a lot of these women are like, I have some shame around it. Like I wasn't taught it or I have credit card debt or, you know, and they don't talk about it. And if they don't talk about it, then how can they learn what to do with it? It's just numbers. You know, it's when it comes down to it, it's just numbers. We want the numbers to go up and we want our savings to go up and we want our investing to go up. We want that part of our value to go up even and have it not define us though. Right. You know? And I'm, I'm actually in the midst of getting my certificate for financial psychology and behavioral finance. So I yeah. can help folks from an emotional standpoint, because again, before you can get to the, the math part, man, yeah. there's a lot of emotional blockers that just oh, even yeah. prevent people from looking at their damn bank account and myself oh. included. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Me too. And, and the, like, if there's ever a windfall, it, you know, it's, I, I think of it cause I, I self-aware, like if someone says, Oh, I really like those boots, you know, you have to, well, I got them on sale, you know, and like, I always have to deflect or how about I like these boots. I work freakishly hard. I bought these boots mm-hmm. and, and you just start with the boots. Mm-hmm. Now multiply that over your entire financial life. <laughs> but for some reason, you feel this need to deflect. Like, I'm not that successful. You and know, it's okay. Praise. You know, women like, hey, yeah. that was, wow, I can't believe you, you know. I mean, even me, like, I don't know if it's the same thing, but wow, you wrote a book. And the, my first instinct yeah. is to say it was so well, hard. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe that's different because I, well, you also want to feel, I don't want people to like put me on a pedestal too. So maybe that's yeah. why I'm saying that, but I could question myself and say, is this, are you uncomfortable receiving and sitting with praise? 
You know, that's a question for my therapist, but, you know. Well, and that's the brag better. You know, that we'll have to talk about, we'll all have to read uh, Meredith's book, Brag Better, and uh, learn how to just accept praise and pitch ourselves out that way and accept it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and part of that is money. Mm-hmm. You know, I negotiated that. I, you got a book deal. That is awesome. Yeah, I did. You know? Yeah, I did. There's a financial part to doing that book because you didn't do it out of the kindness of your heart. You were driven to the topic because you're passionate yeah. about it and you're smart about it. But you, there are other things you could do than write. And actually, I know how lucrative book deals are. So I'm sure you're just rolling. <laughs> when COVID is over, you'll be in Aruba on your book deal money. <laughs> Um, I do have to give I do have to give a shout out to to my agent. She totally exceeded, you know, far exceeded the ladies get paid ethos. She got me a kick ass deal, nice. and yeah, did like an incredible job. And, and you know, it's, it's obviously like a longer story, but I you but know, it's and something compensated, right? Well, well a, something interesting that I, I counsel a lot of women about. You know, listen, I'm my own test case here. Like yeah. everything I wrote in the book, I've had to learn myself, and. Part of me is like, wow, I got lucky, you know? And then the other part's yes. like, wait, 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 you created the, this community. You wrote a really good proposal, et cetera, et cetera. But there is an element of right place, right time, right? Maybe that's fate and not luck. So I, I do want to acknowledge that it, <laughs> I was, you know, you created a, see, now I'm going to be your therapist. You created a community. You created a business around it. You were smart about the angle that you came up with and it created a book and the book is not the end. That's no. the thing. It's Isn't the that the, the sad thing? Like you've done all this work, you 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 bring the book forward, and it's like then now it begins. <laughs> I'm, so tired. I'm gonna go take a nap sorry. after this. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how do you find our in your community in the book in just in your conversations? Or have we gotten any more comfortable as a gender about talking about money? I think like so. our. I totally. You think I, so? Yeah. Okay. When I started, you already hear me started to start to go, but about talking about it. Raquel and I have been talking a lot about that. Of like the knowledge is power. I firmly believe in it. Money is just a, it's a taboo topic. You know. So when I started, ladies get paid in 2016. I really didn't read a lot of articles. I didn't see a lot of articles around the wage gap, around yeah. money, like besides, you know, maybe like a Fortune magazine, right? Like I, I didn't yeah. really see this discussed in more sort of female-centric publications. Now I'm sick of it. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh right, God, yeah, another <laughs> article. So I have seen a major shift in the public conversation that's being had. Yeah. So I can't imagine people haven't gotten more comfortable. Yes, that that I agree. And and then, you know, just between you and me, don't you have the moment where you're like, what, you're discovering this now? There's been 46. <laughs> Whenever you see a new, I used to feel that way with working mother where someone would write, you know, oh, my God, being a working mother is hard. I wish someone had told me. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's the same thing with like, did you know there's a gendered wage, wage gap? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party. I have an entire website to help you. So then you hope they they come to you and and you can help them. But there is always that moment. That's just me being annoyed. <laughs> like, how much SEO can I do? Right. The the phrase was workingmother.com. Just type it in. I'll come up. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anywho. Well, so the book is out. This is early in the new year and people can get the book. We can link and throw people to also to ladiesgetpaid.com. Is that correct? Yeah, ladiesgetpaid.com. You can also go to ladiesgetpaid.com slash book. It's free to join our Slack group. So no excuses. Everybody press the join button. Nice. 
And yeah, follow me on Instagram too. Because if anyone wants to chat, people email me all the time. My inbox is really scary. So DM me instead. My Instagram's at Claire Gets Paid, C-L-A-I-R-E. I do respond to everybody. It might take me a day, but that's that's where you will get the updates. So follow me on Instagram. Check out ladiesgetpaid.com for our Slack group and then ladiesgetpaid.com slash book and you will be able to see everything that you need to see. And it is on every website bookseller imaginable. So if you don't want to do Amazon, totally got you. You can purchase it from independent <laughs> bookstores too. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining the breadwinners. Thank you for having me. This was one of the best, most fun podcasts I've done. Oh, shoot. That's now public. Okay. Sorry to everybody else who interviewed me. Oh, there uh, go. Well, we won't, we won't, we won't tell anybody except just our community right here. So don't tell anyone, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> our guest today was Claire Wasserman of Ladies Get Paid, and you'll find links to her book, to her site, to her DMs. No, I don't, I don't know how to do that, but to her Instagram in the episode description. Email us anytime at thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com or visit us at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. It really helps us grow. Until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM Network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.